Excellent. You guys excited this morning? I'll tell you, God is a good God, amen? God is a faithful God. God is a God that will meet every one of your needs, every one of the uh, desires that you have in your heart. And friends, I want you to know this morning that it doesn't matter what your circumstances, doesn't matter what you're going through, doesn't matter how bad life may look, because God is a faithful God. God is a God that can lift your life, your circumstances into a new place, into a new level, amen? The question is, do we believe it, friends? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? With meaning, please. <laughs> you know, this morning I want to talk about walking in God's legacy. You see, God has a legacy for you and I that He wants us to walk in, that He wants us to carry on. You see, friends, I know for all of us, our desire is that our life would mean something. Our desire in each and every one of our hearts is that what we do would matter, would count for something. None of us want to do and live life and have no, nothing to, to show for it at the end. You see, all of us, whether we admit it or not, deep down inside, have this desire for God to move, for the presence of God to move, for God's legacy to move, that we would walk, not only in that, but we would walk in the inheritance that God has for you and I, friends. God has an inheritance for you and I to walk in. We're called to be kingdom people. We're called not of this world, but of the kingdom of God. You see, in the kingdom of God, when Jesus walked on the earth, he walked in power. He walked in authority. He spoke to the sick and they were healed. He spoke to the blind eyes and they saw. You see, friends, we're called to walk in that same legacy. We're called to see the exact same things. That's the inheritance that God has given us, an inheritance that is not worldly, that inheritance that is not made up of circumstances that affect our society, but, an, uh, but, a, but a world that, an inheritance that is affected by the kingdom of God, by the kingdom of God, that God would reign, that God would reign, that you would see the presence and the power of God manifested in your life daily. You see, friends, God is a good God. And you see, we can wake up in the morning and know that God is a good God and know that the presence of God is with you and know that the presence of God is for you. You see, friends, it doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter. You might be suffering with depression. You might be suffering with fear. You might be suffering with insecurity. You might be suffering with loneliness. You know what, friends? You can wake up in the morning rejoicing in the presence of God, excited to wake up in the presence of God because He is an awesome God who carry, and you're a carrier of His inheritance to walk in that every day. The inheritance of Jesus Christ every day, seeing the presence of God manifested in your life. You see, us as a church are called to stand up, that we would see and that we would carry out our life, that us as a church would inf infiltrate and penetrate this city and this community, that we would walk in the kingdom things that God has called this church to walk in. You know what, friends? God has called this church to be a church that is kingdom, to be a church that is kingdom, to be a church that is kingdom, that our inheritance as a church would be that we would see Hawks Bay saved. That our inheritance as a church would be that we would see the lost become saved and fill this place. That this place wouldn't contain the, the inheritance that God has for us. That it would be too small because God's inheritance is far bigger than we could ever imagine, far bigger than we could ever think, dream, or desire. 
that us as a church would see this place filled, that we as Christians would live to the full potential that God has for you and I. Not just a little bit, not half of it, not three quarters, but the fullness of what God has for you and I. For this church to live and walk in the fullness of its potential, that means you and I, because we are the church, friends. We are the church. You and I are the church. It's not this building, it's you and I. So for this church to walk in the inheritance that God has called it to walk in, that means you and I need to walk in that inheritance. That daily we're living by faith. You know, you might say, well, Steve, you know, I don't see much of God's blessing on my life. I don't see the inheritance of God. You know, life's tough. Things are hard. You know what, friends? God has an awesome inheritance for you and I. Far beyond what you could ever imagine. Far beyond what you could ever see. Far beyond what you could ever dream or desire. His inheritance, his inheritance, carriers of his legacy, carriers of the legacy of Jesus Christ. If you've got your Bibles this morning, why don't you turn to Ephesians 1? And there we're going to look at uh, the inheritance that God has for us as we carry on his legacy, that our lives would mean something, that what we do that the inheritance that we leave would, would penetrate our children and our children's children, that what we do would influence them, that we would leave a legacy. You know, my heart, friends, is that for me as a father, that I would leave what I have to my children, that I would train them in the ways of the Lord, that I would shape them, that I would give them the giftings that God has given me so that they could not only take what I've shown them, take what I've, what I've taught them, that they could take that and then, and then grow and run and develop that to, to go on further and beyond what I could ever do. I want my kids to go further than what I could ever go. My heart is for my kids that they would grab a hold of, of what God has placed in my life so that they could take that on, mixed with their own calling, mixed with their own giftings, mixed with the things that God has specifically given to each and every one of them, going on into new things, into new heights, into greater things than their dad could ever do. And I tell you what, their dad's going to do some good, cool stuff. So they're going to do even cooler stuff. And I'm excited about that, friends, but you know what? Legacy is not about just when you die. It's not about them being all that can be when I die. It's about them now, where they're at now, at the age of seven, at the age of five, at the age of one, walking in what God has called them to walk in. You know what, friends, if you don't believe that kids at that young age can walk in the presence of God, then come out and see what goes on in kids' ministry. Kids have been taken up into heaven. Three and four-year-olds seeing visions at night when they go to bed about heaven, describing it. You know they're not making it up. You see, I want my kids to be trained and grow in the inheritance of God, kingdom inheritance, right where they're at now. It's not about them walking in it when I die. It's about them walking in it right now. Them walking in it right now, which requires something of me, that I would leave and place a godly inheritance into them. Let's look in Ephesians. Ephesians 1 verse 11 says this, Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. 
For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's inheritance. He chose you and I in advance before you were born. God had planned a godly inheritance that you would walk in, a kingdom inheritance that you would walk in. You and I, chosen, set apart by the Lord, that everything would work out according to whose plan? God's plan. His plan. You see, friends, if your life is not going well now, you can stand in faith and excitement and, be re- and rejoice in Him because it'll all work out in God's plan. God's plan for your life, for those who believe, will work out for good. You know, I've read the end of the the Bible. We win. We win. We're victorious. In a time in a society where everything looks bleak and there's hopelessness, we win. You and I, as children of God, standing, carrying on the legacy of Jesus Christ, walking in His inheritance as a kingdom inheritance, seeing the power of God manifested in this place, outside the four walls of this church, seeing blind eyes open, seeing people who financially need breakthrough, breakthrough, see, we win. We can rejoice in that. We're winners. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a winner. That's all right. And as we carry on looking at Ephesians 1, verse 13, we're going to pick it up in there. It says, You, when you believe in Christ, He identified you as His own. He identifies you, friends, as His own. Children, sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. God has left a legacy, an inheritance for you and I. Because we are His. We are His. We are His. Christ, He has identified you as His own. By giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. He has purchased us, friends, with the blood of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, wasn't just so we could live a life in heaven. It was so that we could now walk in a new life carrying the inheritance of God, seeing the presence of God manifested. It's not about us just living a comfortable life. It's about us living and carrying on Jesus' legacy. Jesus went out. He saw souls saved. He saw people healed. He set people free. See, we've got to realize that actually, yeah, heaven is awesome, and that's, that's great for us to go there, but actually we've got a job to do right now. God is calling us to do something right now. To carry on the legacy that Jesus Christ walked in. That as we leave this place, we would go out. We would be praying. We would be believing by faith and expecting to see the power of God manifested in this community. That we would be expecting to see souls saved in this community. How many people here, don't need to show a hand, but a question for you, are actually praying for souls right now? Has got someone you're praying for? How many of us actually are so caught up in our own world that we actually... We've forgotten about souls. We've forgotten about seeing people say that we forget about, actually, I want to see the power of God manifested in my world, in my life, and beyond. You see, friends, God has got an inheritance for us to walk in. Then as we go down to verse 17, it says this, Asking God that the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight, 
You know, if you don't have the answers, ask the Father who gives you spiritual wisdom and insight. He has all the answers. You know, friends, we don't need to work it all out. We don't need all the answers. Hear and obey. Hear and obey. As God speaks, you obey, and He sets the path before you. See, often we'll sit back and we'll wait for all the answers. But God doesn't want us to wait. He wants us to go. He wants us to go. He wants us to just hear and obey. Hear and obey. I don't know how many people have found, but I've found this, that when you're praying for someone, God, give me a word of prophecy. Give me a word of knowledge. And it's like you get one word. It's like God. It's like love or something. It's like, man, God, that's so not spiritual. God loves you. And, and, and it's like we sit back and we wait and like, God, there's got to be more. God, there's got to be, you've got to give me something, revelation. Come on, God, deeper than love. But you know what? Often I've found, anyway, maybe it's just me, but you know, I've found that it's not until you step out in that, until you say what the one thing that God has given you, and then he gives you more. The same thing where God, when he speaks, as you step out with the one thing that he's spoken about, he gives you more. You've got to have the knowledge, though, that we're living with God's legacy, carrying his inheritance filled, and that God has the inheritance for you and I. So therefore, we know that when God speaks, even though it might be small, that we can walk out with faith, with knowledge, with excitement, that God has an inheritance for us to walk in with the knowledge that as we walk, we won't be left out there to hang to dry. Because God has the inheritance for you and I. So we don't have the answers we ask with wisdom and insight that we might grow in the knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those who call, that He's given to those who He's called His holy people. You are His rich and glorious inheritance. You are His rich and glorious inheritance. The inheritance of God, the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Not only does he have an inheritance for you to walk in, but you are the inheritance. The gift. We are, friends, the face of Jesus to the community. If they know you're a Christian, then they see Jesus in you. We can't see Jesus in the natural, but you know what? They can see you and I as ambassadors, carrying on a legacy, walking in his inheritance. What is it that people see when they see you? The same power, down in verse 20, the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. That same power lives in us. The same power lives in us that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same power that raised him from the dead. A man who was dead after three days rose so that we could be free, so that we could be victorious, friends. The same power lives in you and I. The same power lives in you and I. If you don't believe it, then come on, friends. We need to get excited because the power of Jesus, the power of God that saw Jesus raised from the dead, that saw a hope and a future for all mankind lives in you and I lives in you and I, the same power. It's not less than, it's not a quarter than, it's the same power. 
that God used to raise Jesus lives in you and I. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world and in a generation that today has gone downhill big time. Where it's all about self, where it's all about getting myself ahead, where it's all about, you know, me, 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 me. And you know, that whole mindset, the whole way that, the, that, the gen, that society as we know it is going is damaging to the purposes of God. Because God is not about me, me, me. It's about others. God's legacy, God's inheritance is about others. It's about passing on what you have to others. It's about passing on what God has given you to others. Blessed so that you can be a what? Blessing. Not blessed so that you can have all the flash toys, all the million dollar homes. And if God blesses you in that way, then awesome. But you know, also we need to be a blessing. The more you give, the more you get back. Blessed so that we could be a blessing. You see, we as a church, if we're to stand up and carry out God's legacy, we need to be different than today, than the way society is, where it's all about you, where it's all about me, sorry, where it's all about me getting ahead, where it's all about me having all the cool stuff, and actually I don't care if you get hurt in the process. It's not kingdom, friends. It's not kingdom. You know, and I was thinking about what are the things that actually are really damaging to legacy, to leaving a good legacy. You see, you can leave a good legacy or you can leave a legacy that actually not many people want to know about, good or bad. And I was thinking about what are the things that in society today, the way our society is, that actually are damaging to the legacy, legacy, to God's legacy, to leaving a good legacy. You know, the first thing is actually it's acceptable to have debt now. It's so easy to get debt, it's so easy to get loans, it's so easy to, it's just what you do. You know, and it's like for a lot of people to maintain this, I must have it now, I must have everything, I must have all the cool toys, they just get themselves further and further and further into debt. You know what, friends? You don't want to be leaving your debt to your children. That is not a legacy that you want to be leaving to your children. See, God calls us to get out of debt so that we can be free from the bondage of debt, out of debt so that we can then be a blessing. You see, when you're all mortgaged up to the hilt or you've got so many debts, HPs, all that kind of stuff, then friends, how can you be free when God tells you to give? Sorry, God, all my money's going into my HPs for my TV and for my car and, and, and for my PlayStation and all this kind of stuff. How can we be a blessing then? How can we live out of God's inheritance? We were so caught up in debt. You see, it's not about having it all. You can have nothing. You can have hardly any money. You can have, hardly, you can have the worst looking house. You can have hardly any worldly possessions, but be the richest in the kingdom of God. And you see, it's not about having worldly possessions. It's about being the richest in the kingdom of God. You can have nothing and see the presence of God manifested like never before. Why do you think in third world countries you see when you go out on a mission trip, if you've never been, you need to go, where you, and they see the presence of God manifested so much, they have nothing. They have nothing to get in their way. They have nothing to substitute God. So we've got to get out of debt. It's not acceptable to be in debt, to just tick things up. You know, the, the second thing is, um, is broken marriages. You know, it's so common these days. It's so common to have broken marriages. 
Commitment is not what it used to be. Commitment is not what it used to be. You know, we need to leave a godly legacy, to continue to walk in God's legacy. We need to stand for commitment. We need to stand for marriages. We need to stand for purity. You know, if you're single, you need the challenges and the thing is to keep yourself pure for your marriage, is to keep yourself in a place of purity for your marriage so that when you do get married, you're not going in with a whole lot of baggage that actually can end up destroying your marriage. Or if it doesn't destroy it, it takes a lot of hard work to get rid of it. Standing for God's legacy. Don't let the world determine the legacy you stand for. You know, the third thing is, man, parenting. We see that society today is more and more is parenting our children. And hear me that, you know, I understand that for a lot of us, financial pressures, both of us need to, mum and dads need to work. And that's just the way that life's gone, which is unfortunate. However, if that is your circumstance, then you need to be totally engaged with your kids when you do get home. It's not about then leaving the kids and, and you're all tired because you've been busy at work and, and you're full on and you're tired and you just want to sleep, you just want to lie on the couch. It's not about letting the TV parent your children. It's not about sticking them in front of the box and say, here we are, watch this, so you can have a sleep and you can have a rest and you can just chill and relax. You see, if you don't have the privilege of being able to stay home with your kids and, and be able to be there for them, then it's crucial that when you are home, you're totally engaged in your children. It's crucial that in the weekends, you take a hold and, and, and you really guard that time with your children. Society's not called to parent your kids. You are. Kids ministry, here as a kids ministry, as a kids pastor, I'm not called to train your kids spiritually. You are. See, a lot of people, oh, I'll just let the kids ministries, I'll let the churches train my youth, I'll let the kids train my leaders train my youth, train my kids in the things of God. You know what, friends? God has placed kids in your life as an entrustment to you, not to me, to you. It is your job to train your kids. Train them up in the way they should go and they will not depart. How can a youth ministry, a kids ministry train someone when they see them for two hours once a week? They can't. Our job is to support you. Our job is to support you. Our job is to come alongside you and help you in any way we can. Ideas, keys, and all that kind of stuff. But actually, parents, you are responsible. You know, and I really challenge you with this is that, you know, we say we're going to go in our prayer closet and pray and we get up early so that nobody sees and that's all good. You've got to give the first part of the day to God. But actually, I want to challenge you with this. Do not be afraid to let your kids see you praying to God. You need to model. You need to model. It's one thing to tell them to be a good Christian, but if they don't see it in you, then actually... They often don't walk. They do what they see. If you're not modeling the way for them to live, then somebody else is or something else is. So actually, don't be afraid. Don't be worried. If your kids get up early, bring them in with you. Let them pray with you. Let them watch you. Even if they're playing with their toys on the ground, let them watch you. Let them just be immersed in the presence of God with what you're doing. Let them see that's kingdom right there. That's kingdom. Hiding away in our prayer closets is all good, but actually let your kids see your walk with God. Train them up in the way they'll go. Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, A good man 
leaves an inheritance to his children's children. You know, not only are we called to leave an inheritance for our own kids, but an inheritance that would go on, a legacy that would go on through the generations. What is it, friends, that you're leaving to your kids? What is it that you're doing in your life, the way you're living your life? What is that instilling into your kids, into your family members? You know, my brother's unsaved, and, and, uh, you know, and we're praying for him, and he knows God and all that kind of stuff. But whenever he's here, I will make sure that my life is one that, as he looks at the way I live, is honoring to the legacy of God. Because I don't want him to see me and say, you're a hypocrite. I don't want what you have. I want him to see me and say, actually, challenged by what he sees. That he sees a life that is blessed, that he sees a marriage that is blessed, that he sees kids that are blessed. Because you see, friends, that really pulls on someone's heart. You can tell them time and time and time again you need to be saved. But unless they actually see you modeling that, carrying on the legacy that Jesus has called us to do, have a kingdom lifestyle, unless they actually see that, the words you speak mean nothing. They have very little impact. They might be challenged initially, but see, we're judged. You know, actions speak louder than words. What is your actions like? You know, three keys that, uh, three ways that we can keep carrying on God's legacy. The first one is we need to live a life that honors God. That's in our marriages, in our finances, with our children, with our businesses. We need to live a life that is honoring to God. You know, if you're a, if you're a businessman here, then I want to challenge you that actually your business is a reflection of Jesus Christ. It's either a good reflection or it's a bad reflection. And you see, in business, you can tell all your associates, all the business people that you have dealings with that you're a Christian, you need to go to church, you need to be saved, your business will be blessed. But then if you don't pay your bills on time, or the way your work ethic is, is, is one where you just got stuff going wrong all the time, and, 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 and you know, then actually, if I looked at that, I'd be like, well, I don't want that, you don't even pay your bills on time. Your work ethic is horrible. We need to run our businesses with integrity. We need to run our businesses with integrity. And that's not just with the words we speak, it's with the actions. And you know, if it means that you've got to fix up a job and it costs you, and the eternal value of that, who cares? Everybody knows that, we make, that we're only human, we make mistakes. But they want to see things fixed. And you know, if you're like, no, nah, nah, I'm not fixing that, no, nah, it's not my problem. You know, because, why? Because you know it's going to cost you then. Friends, that's not a kingdom mentality. That's not a kingdom mindset. That's not living out God's inheritance. Because you see, friends, God's inheritance is one that is far above, that is beyond, that is above natural circumstances. So when we're called to be blessed, we know that as we live rightly, as we live in the right way, then actually God will bless. And the right way would be owning what the mistake is, fix it, hey, the cost is on you, and then... That's cool. God will bless you for that, friends. God, with successful business is not how much money you make and how much money you have. Not in the eyes of the kingdom. We've got, we've got a challenge on us as businessmen to live uprightly. Because, you see, it's what they see out there. 
they don't see what takes place here on a Sunday. Unsaved don't see what takes place in here. They don't see the fact that you've got your hands raised and you're worshiping God. They see what you're like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's what they see. That's what they see. We've got to live a life that is upright before the Lord. And you know what, friends? What you do today affects tomorrow. The decisions that you make today affect tomorrow. You see, in Joshua 7, we see that this is just after Jericho has been, uh, been taken over by Joshua. And just before Joshua went in, he said to his men, he said, when you go in, make sure you leave the things that have been set apart. Don't take them. But you see, friends, there was one man by the name of Achan who went in and, uh, and he took the things that have been set apart for God. It's like, oh, well, he'll be affected by that. But you know what? Actually, his decision that he, did, that he made affected a whole, gener- a whole nation. The next time Israel went into battle, they lost. And actually, God had called them to take the land of Canaan. But because of one man's sin, because of what one man's choices affected not only a nation, but then after that, Joshua seeked the Lord, and God said, one man, God showed him who it was, went through the tribes and all that, and then nailed out, picked out the person, and he died. But not only that, his family died too. So because of his decision, because of his actions, affected a, gener- a whole nation and affected a whole generation of his loved ones. You see, what you do affects your kids. The decisions you make today affect your kids. We're called to live in a way that brings honor to God, that we would teach our kids how to pray. We'd teach them how to read the word, that we wouldn't just teach them how to earn money, but we'd teach them actually eternal value stuff, kingdom, kingdom inheritance. The second thing is that we need to be a good steward with what we have. You see, everything we have is an entrustment by God. My, my family is an entrustment by God that he's entrusted me to develop and look after. My business is an entrustment to God. The kids' ministry is an entrustment to God. It's not mine to do with what I please. It's an entrustment to God to actually bring it to a place that carries on legacy. You see, when we took over the kids' ministry nine years ago, we were leading for a year and a half under Dave and Trace Madsen, and they were awesome. We learned so much from those guys. And you know what, friends, a lot of what the kids' ministry is today is because of them. You see, you see so often businesses and, and ministries and church and different things that, that people hold on to them for so long and they just end up dying. The whole thing ends up collapsing and then they, they walk out, someone else takes in, and you've got to then start something from scratch. God's purpose is never that. God's purpose is to go on and on and carry things forward higher and higher and higher. That one person would take it on, take it to a place. Then someone else would take it on, take it to a new level. Someone else would take it on, take it to a new level. See that we keep going on and on and further and further and further in God. And so when we took over the kids' ministry, David Trace had heard God. And God said, look, it's time for you to move into a different area. We want you to, Stephen Allegon, take over. And so, you know, that we took on a ministry that was pumping, that was going awesome. It wasn't dead. It was, it was alive and it was still moving on. And so when we took it over, we were able, we were just taking on a ministry that was, awesome, that was cruising already. And so actually it meant we could just find our feet for a couple of years and kind of, you know, get all that sorted out and, and find out what we're doing. And then to the point where now we can put our flavor combined with what Dave and Trace have already done and combine it with them with what God's called us to do and now take it on to new heights again. 
You see, that's kingdom. That's a kingdom legacy right there. What do you do with the things God's entrusted you with? Are you taking it on? You know, and not only that, the leaders, the leaders under us are entrustment. If you're a leader here, the people under you are an entrustment from God, that you would develop them. You know, I love what Pastor Lynn said. It's not about her doing it all. Kids ministry is not about me out there doing it all. It's about actually building a team under me, training them, and giving them what I have, giving them what I've learned, giving them what I've been taught, what God's given me, what Pastor Mike's given me, what others have shown us, and giving what I have to them so that now they can take a hold of what I've shown them with what they have and actually take it on further. There are guys out there that actually run, run the practical side of kids' ministry more than Al and myself do, and they're doing an awesome job, taking it on and on. That's legacy. The last thing is this. We need people in our life who can help shape us, who can help grow us. You know, in 2 Kings 19, 19 verse 21, we see Elijah comes along and, and places his cloak on Elisha, chooses him to be his next successor. You see, Elisha still had a choice to make. He still had to choose to go and give up everything and follow Elijah. He made a choice to position himself behind someone with someone who can actually grow him, build him, shape him into the thing that God's called him to be. You see, it says that he gave up everything. This dude had a successful farming business thing, and, and so he, it says that he got all of his cattle, and he killed them all, and they had a feast. He gave up everything. He had nothing left that he could go back to. You see, for some of us, we go, all right, God, I'm going to walk in your legacy. I'm going to walk in your inheritance. But actually, I'll just leave this thing here that is a compromise in my life because of all that I'm comfortable with because I'm afraid that if I step out of my box, that, and if it doesn't work out, I've got nothing to go to. So we hold on to the things that we're comfortable with. So actually, we don't step right in completely to what God has. You've got to let go. Peter walked on water because he stepped out of the boat. He didn't hold on to the side and step out and keep holding on. All right, God, I'm out. I'm walking on water. He completely let go of the thing, of his security. Elisha let go of his security. He sold everything. Nothing left to go back to, but to continue on the path that God had called him to take. And then when Elijah was taken up to heaven, he said to Elisha, what is the one thing that you want? I want a double portion of your anointing. And you know the cool thing about it is Elijah used his cloak just before that and parted the sea, and they walked through over the other side. And then when Elijah was taken up, his coat was left on the ground, and Elisha picked it up, bang, did exactly the same thing. And then he continued on to do greater. Double portion. He committed himself, though, behind someone else to help shape him grow. What is it that you're doing, friends? The bank can come. What is it that you're doing with your life? You know, you may have nothing like I said. You might not have much money. You might not have much material things. But friend, you know what you do have? You have Jesus Christ. You have an inheritance from heaven. And as God reaches out and as you reach up to heaven, you can grab that thing that God, the inheritance that God has got so that now you can change your life, so that now you can affect and, and, and rewrite your legacy as you grab a hold of what God has. What is it that you're doing today, friends, that would shape tomorrow? What choices are you making today 
that would shape tomorrow? And would it shape it in a good way or a bad way? With every eye closed right now and every head bowed. You know, maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ. You know what, friends? God knows you. God loves you. More than you could ever imagine, more than you could ever dream, more than you could ever think. And as I've been talking about inheritance and legacy, you know, your life might be in a place where it's just, you've got nothing to live for. It's full of hopelessness. It's full of despair. It's full of fear, not knowing what tomorrow will bring. You know what, friends? Today is an exciting day for you because you can ask Jesus Christ to come and live inside of your life. And as you do, you can rewrite history. You can change your legacy. You can grab a hold of God's inheritance, which will change tomorrow. As you make a decision today, it will change your life tomorrow. So friends, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you this one question. Do you know Jesus Christ this morning? Do you have a relationship with Him today? And if not, then friends, I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity. It's real simple. All you need to do is just raise your hand and say, Steve, that's me. I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to rewrite my history. I want to do something today that will change tomorrow. If that's you here, you don't know Jesus Christ and you want to have a relationship with Him this morning so that your legacy, your inheritance can be one that's different, then why don't you just lift your hands in this place? Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You know, friend, it would change your life. This is one decision that can totally change your life and will totally change your life. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You know, maybe you're here this morning, this afternoon, and, and you say, yes, yeah, Steve, there's some things, the way I've been living my life, the decisions that I've been making. Actually, I need to change them. I need to rewrite, and I need to start making some decisions and start living out of God's legacy, living out of God's inheritance. Yeah, I've been challenged this morning because actually some of my decisions, some of my lifestyle is actually not honoring to God. It's not walking in the legacy that God's called me to walk in. It's not walking in the inheritance that God's called me to walk in. Actually, what I've been doing has been affecting my family. It's been affecting my finances. If that's you here, then why don't you just lift your hand. Hands going up. Come on, friends. There are many people here. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You know what, friends? The challenge now is for you to make a decision that will change tomorrow. Holy Ghost, Father, we thank you, Lord. God, for the people here, for this church, for us as men and women of God, that, Father, we would rewrite history, that, God, that we would carry on your inheritance, Lord, that, Father, we would walk, Lord God, in kingdom inheritance, that, Father, we would position ourselves, that, Lord, we would believe, that, Lord God, as we leave this place, that, God, we would stand by faith, Lord God, that we would walk, Father God, in the inheritance, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that, Lord, we would walk in that same power this morning, that, God, as we would leave this place, Father God, and we would make a choice and a decision to walk as sons and daughters of the living God, as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you'd fill us this, this afternoon, God. Anoint us, Lord. Anoint us, Lord. Anoint us, Lord. 
Come on, friends, let's stand. Let's give him a shout of praise in this place. Let's lift up a shout of praise like never before from the front to the back. Come on, church. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of your praise. Lift it up to him this morning. Jesus, we honor you.